0: Welcome to Intersection Magazine Podcast. My guest today is Elias Hezron. Uh, I met Elias at um, Deaf Fest Uganda. This was uh, quite a large event attended by over 300 uh, uh, young people in Uganda. It was held at Motive in Bugalobi, if you live in Kampala. And um, quite a lot of information was shared during that event. And um, I also found out that he's is quite a prominent voice in the development space and Web3 space and blockchain space. And so I wanted to talk to him about some of what he's doing um, so that those of you that are in the space that need uh, a bit of more information of how to advance your careers and what to do and all those, those kinds of things can learn a little bit more about the space and about him himself. Uh, and of, of course, also for those of you that might be interested in investing in some of his projects that he's working on, Um, This is your opportunity. So thank you very much. Okay, Elias, um, thank you for agreeing to be part of this podcast. Um, I was going through your LinkedIn uh, profile and I found out a little bit about what you're doing. First of all, tell us a little bit about um, the course you took. I found out that you took a course in land economics So tell us how you transitioned from land economics to where you are right now. How easy was that transition?
1: Uh, Okay, so basically uh, I did land economics, uh, one, because it was the option available Mm -hmm. and two, because I had a few relatives who had done it and they seemed to be doing well economically and financially. So that's, that's how I started with land economics. I did it on government sponsorship. It was really interesting actually. Yeah. Uh, but then when we had the coronavirus uh, lockdown, mm-hmm. I, I had a, a lot of free time on my hands and I wanted to use that time productively. And that's when I explored uh, the option of learning how to code so that I could build my products without having to like beg a person and uh pay a person i, I was at university i did not even have money to pay a person yeah. but yeah coming across uh talent is really hard
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh i recall that at university before before the lockdown i had a startup idea that was uh it related and i failed to get a person to work on it and i did not want the dream to die so i used the time during coronavirus to learn how to code. Mm-hmm and yeah that's that's basically how I started uh learning how to code I built I, I, I did a short course on Udemy okay. by uh, Brad Traversy, mm-hmm. Traversy Media so it mm-hmm. was building an e-commerce application mm. I, I did and completed that and built it and uh, after the lockdown I came back to school and during school I would not write any code and then in the second lockdown because we we did have two lockdowns in Uganda the second lockdown i decided to now, to now build a product by myself like okay. without like having to learn uh, without this watching a youtube video or anything i just said let me build a test project. and okay. i built a uh, I built something similar to Medium. So it was a blogging application. Okay. Uh, to allow users to blog and to create content and uh, have profiles and, yeah, everything related to Medium. Okay. And I was in my fourth year then. So right after university, I got out, I, I got to know about blockchain and how interesting it was. And I, I realized that there was a niche in the... In the blockchain space the web 2 space space was really saturated. Mm-hmm. uh web 2, web 2 started when 20, 20 2004 2003 mm-hmm. so right now in 2023 or 2020 uh 2021 imagine you're competing with a person who started in 2010 mm-hmm. you might never beat them mm-hmm. so the niche in the web 3 space was an opportunity for me to stand out, okay. and I started learning how to, uh, how to, about blockchain, the smart how to write smart contracts, and mm-hmm. how to uh, create blockchain products. And mm. yeah, that's how I got into the blockchain space. And uh, ever since then, there has been no turning back. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I also read about the uh, Encode Club. What were your lessons there? What were you learning there? And what is Encode Club?
1: Oh, yes, so Encode Club is, uh, is. Is an online education platform okay uh it so it does uh boot camps it does hackathons it does uh inform informatives so everything blockchain uh okay. encode club does offer and uh I had won two hackathons with encode club okay and uh beyond that I wanted to like improve my skill i i I, I felt like Every, I just wanted to be better mm. and uh, there was a course, there was a boot camp on advanced solidity development okay. and uh, I decided to take that boot camp and I did it to completion. And there was also another bootcamp that I took, uh, zero knowledge proofs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I learned about zero knowledge proofs, ZK snacks, how they work, why they are there, uh, the cryptography in, in it and yeah. And after that boot camp, I realized that I would like to focus more on like the solidity part. Okay. Because I did not uh, understand the zero knowledge proofs quite well then. Mm -hmm. However, with time, I realized that uh, I could do both and I I believe I can stand out as well.
0: Okay. Um, solidity still, you became a solid, a solidity engineer for a certain project. Tell us about that intergalactic.
1: Yes. So. uh, months two and a half months into learning uh, blockchain and uh, smart contract development mm-hmm. I decided to look for a job okay because I I was I was living in a house and I was living away from home so I had to parent and
0: yeah.
1: I, I had to go out and look for a job so what I did I, I created a profile and posted it on on upwork and that is where I got my first job so I got my first job on upwork okay. And uh, Intergalactic Cockroach was basically a project that was building a play to earn, that is building a play to earn game. Mm-hmm. And they needed a blockchain developer to help uh, them write their NFT smart contracts, uh, in-game smart contracts, mm-hmm. uh, connecting uh, connecting the game to the blockchain, basically. Okay. And I was up for the task. And I, I took each one. It mm-hmm. was my... Very first blockchain role, mm-hmm. I took it on and, uh, it it was amazing. I I I loved my employer then and uh, I loved the experience. Uh, doing being a solidity developer for them and implementing, uh, blockchain, related solutions in the game.
0: Okay. Um. Then I also found out that you you after that you started something of your own. Tell us about One Ramp. What does One Ramp do?
1: Yes. So. <clears throat> Uh, the, the the job I had gotten with Upwork was a contract-based job. So it was not like full-time employment that mm. I was working every mm. other day. I was working when the need arises. Mm. And uh, in between when the need arises, I had a lot of free space. Okay. And that's how I got to start sp- participating in hackathons. Mm. And there was uh, Morales, Morales Hackathon, mm. Morales uh, Defining DeFi, morales and google cloud mm-hmm. hackathon mm-hmm. and there was also a Celo hackathon at that same time okay and uh, that's when i decided to build an off-ramping solution mm-hmm. but also the idea came about because i had met a person called tim so it's called tim or mm-hmm. he was he is building uh, something to deal with lending uh uh, a liquidity pool okay. on Polygon that uh-huh. allows users to lend the liquidity, liquidity pool money mm-hmm. And then they get the money and lend it to, to farmers at at an interest rate okay. So he, he reached out to me and he told me one of the problems mm-hmm. he was facing was off-ramping mm-hmm. his users Because yes, he has the money in crypto but the, the, the farmer needs uh, fiat money okay. to, to, to buy products and to buy goods Mm. So, there was an opportunity there to, okay. like, uh, build something in that regard. Yeah. And I, I built that for the Cello Hackathon, I built that for the Morales Hackathon, and I did actually win both, both of those Hackathons.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, because of the needs of the product, yeah. I kept building it. And, uh, yeah, this is... Um, Initially, it was called cash out, mm-hmm. but then I changed it to on-ramp because I wanted to include as well on-ramping. Okay. So on-ramping is also a real problem to some people, and I felt there was a niche there to exploit. Okay, tell us a little bit, uh, for the sake of our listeners, can you kindly define
0: what off-ramping and on-ramping is?
1: Yes. So uh, off-ramping is basically getting your crypto or your digital asset out from an exchange, from uh your uh from your externally owned wallet, from your smart contract, how do you get your money out? Because mm. let's say you are being paid in uh in, in cryptocurrency, how do you get that cryptocurrency into actual fiat money? Okay. So you need uh a way to mm. uh get the digital asset and change it to the paper and fiat money. Okay. Thank you. Uh that's what off ramping is. On ramping is getting the fiat money into a cryptocurrency how do you change the fiat money into cryptocurrency and yeah basically that's what it is okay now um i
0: was reading also about your uh, the new internship at nethermind um having a little bit i'm having a bit trouble understanding uh, of course the value of it but just kind of give us a rough idea what it means for you and of course if it's going to affect some of the current projects that you're going through right now
1: uh yes, so I have always been interested in growth and uh and in innovation. Mm-hmm. Nethermind has an internship, uh, an an internship program where they uh, they get interested people, interested uh web three developers and those who even want to transition into web three mm-hmm. and take them through a three month process. Mm-hmm. Uh, of educating, teaching them, and uh, integrating them into building actual Web3 solutions. So it has several departments. It has uh, several departments such as core blockchain, L2 tooling, uh, security and auditing, DeFi, cryptography research. Mm-hmm. But my major interest is in core blockchain development because okay. I want to shape the world computer. I've always been fascinated by how Ethereum works and its. It's amazing if you're reading about how it works and how the smart contracts are executed and how mm. the EVM functions and I wanted it, want it to be a part of history in designing the world computer and that's that's how I decided to uh, to choose core blockchain uh, team that I'll be working with mm. and uh, to shape the internet so I'm interested in how that goes and mm. I hope that i learn as much as I can and I also offer as much value as I can to the company uh, because this is also a paid internship so I should return value to, uh, for the time I spend there. Yes.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, now, um, I also came across at least one of your products about maybe a three weeks ago. Um, this was after I started uh, receiving quite a lot of cryptocurrency from some of my projects. Um, And i had a challenge usually i have two groups that i approach, and i need to uh, move my cryptocurrency just what i guess what you called off ramping um but it looks like in one of your wallets the product you've created that i can actually move my money within your wallet and move that into uh, my uh, mobile money uh, wallet so kind of give us a bit of information about uh, two things one of one of course is the shikuru wallet and then your sats wallet and those two products what are they what are the uh, advantages? Of course, I've mentioned one is one of them that you can off ramp into your mobile money wallet, which is something we don't have. Um, tell us a little bit about those two products.
1: Okay, so uh, Shukru Wallet. <clears throat> so the idea was actually first Shukru Wallet before SATS Wallet, and Shukru Wallet is basically a custodial wallet that allows you to uh, buy utilities using your cryptocurrency, Mm -hmm. uh, pay for goods and services using cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. The whole goal of Shukuru Mm -hmm. was to create an easy, Mm -hmm. and uh, an easy easy and user friendly Mm -hmm. way for people to use their cryptocurrency. So right now, Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency is mainly being hoarded so that uh, wait and sell when the value goes up, but, the vision of satoshi nakamoto was not for the currencies to be hoarded mm-hmm. but rather for it to be used mm-hmm. as a form of payment mm-hmm. and that's what uh, that was the goal behind shukuru okay so we built shukuru and we implemented uh, bitcoin lightning payment we implemented uh cusd which mm-hmm. is on the celo blockchain mm-hmm. payment uh, basically stable coins mm-hmm. uh, on the evm chain mm-hmm. However, we realized that <clears throat> most of the customers mm. who are uh, Bitcoin users mm. and big people on Bitcoin, mm. most of them are Maxis. Okay. And uh, we know that Bitcoin maxis do not want to like, associate with EVM chains. Mm. And that's the reason as to why we created SATS wallet. Okay. So SATS wallet is purely lightning, mm. payments mm. and Bitcoin. OK. One thing that that you should all know is that uh, Shukru Wallet is custodial, okay. and uh, there is, yes, the reason as to why it's, it's custodial is because the users, the end user, what the end user wants is they want something that is simple to use, mm. and uh, if you if you're to use MetaMask or whatever other non-custodial wallets are out there. Mm. What you do is that it creates for you a seed phrase mm. and if you forget that seed phrase mm. then you have lost your funds mm. but then if we are going to onboard farmers mm. yeah mm. if i'm going to onboard my dad and i'm telling him you know what keep these 12 words and make sure you don't lose it and mm. then he's, he's growing old he's probably going to misplace that paper mm. and then he has say a million shillings and then he loses it and he reaches out to me and i'm like no i cannot help you it's purely a bad user experience. Okay. So that's the reason why well we made it uh, custodial. We are guaranteed that the funds are going to be safe mm. and uh, we're also protecting the user's interest. Okay. Yes, also another added feature that, that we've implemented in Sakura, in Shukuru is a way for users to pay using a crypto card. Okay. So uh, in case you just have your crypto card, you may not have the wallet with you. You can move around with your crypto card and uh, go and make payments. So okay. uh, it's we're using NFC technology for that. Mm. You go to a shop, you buy a good, the the person at the shop uh, initiates a payment and then you sign it just by tapping with your crypto card and you are able to access the good. So we are looking for usability and giving the users a great experience.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, I attended one of your events uh, I believe it was called Dev Fest. Uh, but there was another event, I guess a bit earlier in there, tell us about the events that you've been behind. Um, and what, why those events are significant.
1: Okay. So basically when I was starting out in the blockchain space, we were very few, uh, give or take. I only knew one other developer. Yeah. Uh, so it was me and David and probably there were, there were several others, but the ones I knew, the ones who were verbal about the space, it was only me and David then. Yeah. So uh, David and I decided to create a community around blockchain developers. Okay. And that's how we came up with BlockBunch. Okay. So basically BlockBunch is a community for blockchain developers. Mm. So we came up with BlockBunch and then we organized developer events Focused at educating uh, new developers and web two developers who want to transition into the blockchain space, mm. uh, discussing about the opportunities they can take up. Dis- discussing about the types of projects they could build within the communities and mm. their use cases of the blockchain. Okay, and yes, so our very first blockchain defests uh, was held in twenty twenty two, July, July second. Yes, July second. And then we had uh we had several micro uh, developer sessions, so mm-hmm. uh, one to twenty developer sessions where mm-hmm. we just uh, build projects on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so this year we did have we had the blockchain 360. That was in March. Mm. And then uh, we also had the Blockchain Dev Fest again because that's mm. an annual event. Hopefully, next year we shall have it as an ETH, mm-hmm. ETH Kampala event. Mm. But then we had the Blockchain Dev Fest where we had uh, over 300 developers come in. Mm. And we're basically just speaking about blockchain, how to build on the blockchain, how, there, how we could change the regulations about blockchain uh, investments here. Mm. And everything blockchain and developer related so the goal is to get as many blockchain developers building actual projects Mm -hmm. and uh, on the blockchain and that way it will promote education Mm -hmm. user education Mm -hmm. and also it will get the government on board to realize that we are not going anywhere and we are here to stay and we're here to build products for the users because they need them
0: okay so uh, normally on this uh when i talk about uh, technology and innovation i normally refer to what we call our uh, our ecosystem where i'm talking about maybe the founders uh, vc angel investors uh, government ngos uh, businesses you know I, I suppose key components of what you'd call the 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 ecosystem um, in terms of what exists for maybe Web3 and blockchain and that kind of uh, uh, side of it, what do you think um, uh, uh, are the major parts of that ecosystem? Uh, and what do you think are places where maybe we can improve? Uh, from what I learned, at least on attending DevFest, was some of the questions that the attendees were asking were very basic questions about you know, what is a cryptocurrency, what is blockchain. And I was wondering, because we've been in the space for maybe 10 years or 15 years and, you know, that information was still lacking. So in your view, as a person that's been engaged for quite a while, where can we put our attention?
1: Uh, Okay, so the ecosystem... Mm -hmm. uh... Is, I, I, I believe it's it's uh, the regulators, that's the government, mm. and then the developers who are building the actual products, mm. and then the users who are going to interact with these products. Mm. Uh, yes, so everything is interconnected. Yeah. Uh, in case the government is to get interested in blockchain, then the users will trust blockchain and the government would also help in like educating users about blockchain technology and mm. uh, Increasing user adoption. Okay, uh, the developers need to build actual projects and uh, the more products we have on the blockchain mm. the more these developers would have to educate their end-users mm. on uh, On like how to use the products how to engage with them and okay. blockchain mm. Yes, and then the actual users there is a gap in education okay. in Uganda and I believe in Africa mm. uh, education on Blockchain why it is needed. What is the blockchain? What are cryptocurrencies? Mm-hmm. There is a gap there that uh, That we need to fill. Okay, and I believe we can fill that gap as I said by having the government on board mm-hmm. having the de- developers on board and mm-hmm. everyone uh, Building and educating mm-hmm. so I have had uh, several sessions Okay uh littered all over my LinkedIn and my Twitter mm-hmm. where I hold sessions on just educating users about mm-hmm. the blockchain mm-hmm. and uh the different blockchains that are available, okay. what are cryptocurrencies and yeah, everything related to blockchain. And mm-hmm. I believe we are uh we have made giant strides mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. because uh last year for example we had about two fifty attendees this year we had over 300 attendees Mm -hmm. last year we barely had a project that was being built on the blockchain this Mm -hmm. year we did have a hackathon where we had uh four participants with amazing projects Mm -hmm. uh outside those four participants we have several startups Mm -hmm. in uganda that are blockchain related and i think that itself is is really amazing and Mm -hmm. i guess we are making giant strides uh, Mm -hmm. to this here in uganda Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, um, thank you very much for helping us understand what's going on a little bit more. Um, last question is normally related to your contacts. Where can people find you? How can they engage with you? Uh, you know. Do you have any events you want them to know about or maybe uh, hackathons or things of that nature?
1: Uh, yes, so I am very active on LinkedIn, alias Hezron. You won't miss it. I am active on uh, on Twitter as well, zero uh, x alias So the reason as to why it is uh, hex encoded is because that's how the encoding is in the blockchain space. So okay. addresses are hex encoded zero x and the ad- address uh, key. Mm-hmm. So yeah, zero x alias you'll find me uh, on, on Twitter as well. Uh, and then you can check out uh, Shukuru on twitter as shukuru, Sorry, shukuru crypto you can check out one ramp on twitter one zero x one ramp okay you can also check out such wallet so such wallet is bc one such wallet okay so we decided to go with uh with the segwit type of wallets mm. uh which are encoded with bc one at the start okay, okay. so that's how such wallet is and we are also on, on LinkedIn. Satswallet, Wallet, uh, Shukuru, uh, Shukuru Crypto, Ramp. you'll get us on LinkedIn. And yeah, our, it, it would be amazing to meet you guys and uh, let's talk and discuss this.
0: Okay, thank you very much. I uh, hope we can meet again and maybe talk about some more projects. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me.